0: Hi, I'm Jack Kennedy, and this is your JT Media Weekly Update. UFC 145 was this Saturday in the Czech Republic. These are my takeaways from that fight night. In the main event, Jan Blokovich fought Tiago Santos. Tiago Santos proved he is the real deal at light heavyweight after knocking out Jan in the third round. Thiago Santo should be getting a fight and then a title shot if he wins that next fight. A perfect fight to set up would be Alexander Gustafsson or a guy of that caliber. In the Coleman event, Stefan Struve fought Marcos Rogério de Lima. De Lima dropped Stefan Struve early in the fight, but Stefan Struve rallied to come back and submit De Lima in the second round and proved that uh, he, he is one of the best fighters in the heavyweight division that the, the heavyweight division has ever seen. Stefan Struve sort of retired at the end, and if that is his last fight, props to Stefan Struve, a uh, great fighter. My last, last takeaway of that fight was Peter Jan. Peter Jan is an up-and-coming uh, 135-er and proved he is the real deal after beating John Dodson by a decision. John Dodson is not an easy guy to beat. Peter Jan proved he could do it, and uh, props to Peter Jan. Moving on, Habib Nurmagomedov wanted to fight GSP, but GSP retired. So the fight to make now has to be Tony Ferguson versus Habib Nurmagomedov. Tony Ferguson was the interim champion. It's a confusing thing, but he is the next guy in line. And if anyone's going to beat Nurmagomedov, it is going to be Tony Ferguson. That's the fight to make. But in other news, since Habib Nurmagomedov is still serving his uh, sentence for the Conor McGregor incident, and could, can't fight for another, like, six months, Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier is scheduled for the interim lightweight title uh, for UFC 236. Max Holloway, obviously the 145 champion, is going up in weight to face Dustin Poirier. Max Holloway is a warrior, Dustin Poirier is also a warrior, and they actually fought at 145 when Dustin Poirier won way back in the day. The co event of that is Israel Adesanya vs. Kelvin Gastelum for another interim belt, this time the middleweight belt. Adesanya, the up-and-coming 185er, will finally get a chance to prove that he is championship caliber when he faces the tough wrestler Kelvin Gastelum, who was supposed to fight Robert Whitaker, but Robert Whitaker had to pull out due to a, an unforeseen injury. Both of these fights will determine who will go on to face the champion and are both for gold. That's all the UFC news, now on to soccer. MLS is eight days away, and these are my top five teams. Atlanta United, they are the current champions, and though they got rid of Miguel Al- Almiron, he is they, they still have a very good team. LAFC, I have in second, they all, were also an up-and-coming team. It started off really good, but kind of slowed down towards the end of the season. If they can continue good form, they should be really good. LA Galaxy, after signing as the Latin Ibrahimovic, it's hard to count them out. New York Red Bulls they're there every every time every year and with Bradley Wright-Phillips it's hard to count out the New York Red Bulls. And in last my Seattle Sounders they've been to the playoffs every year they've existed. That should stay the same. All right. Now with some recent soccer news. Keppa, the Chelsea goalkeeper had an altercation with Sari, the Chelsea manager, in the Carabao Cup final, and their loss to Man City. Kappa was supposed to be subbed out, but refused to go, and Sarri lost to AD. Threw stuff, and this can only mean bad things for Chelsea, as their organization is falling apart yet again. They went on to lose that final in penalties to Manchester City. So we're going to go over the... All the major leagues now yeah, get you updated on the top three, the bottom three, top scorer, and top assistor, and then we'll, uh, we'll get you uh, a Champions League preview real quick. Alright, for the EPL, the top three teams are Liverpool in first after their victory, or not victory, but uh, draw over Manchester United. That game was really close, a really uh, hard-fought battle for both teams. Manchester United were forced to make all three subs in the first half due to injury, and Marcus Rashford was never really recovered, so they have a lot of injuries to deal with. And Liverpool, Firmino went out with a hurt ankle in the first half too. Super uh, injury-prone game, and it was frustrating for fans and the coaches to watch and participate in, but they do go top of the table as Manchester, Manchester City sit in second. And third, it's Tottenham still, even though they lost to West Ham, or I, I think it was West Ham. They lost to uh, somebody 2-1 on Harry Kane's uh, return, but look out for Arsenal as they are in fourth coming up. The bottom three are Huddersfield, Fulham, and Southampton. Southampton and Cardiff City could swap places as they are on 25 and 24 points. Alright, now into La Liga, and first it is Barcelona. Second, Atletico. Third, Real. Real Madrid sits five points behind Atletico. Atletico sits seven points behind Barcelona. I think it's safe to say Barcelona have pretty much wrapped up this league, even though there's still a lot of games to go. Bottom three are Huesca, Rayo, Valencia, and Villarreal. Villarreal should not be in the relegation zone, but they have a lot to figure out at their club. Moving on to the Serie A number one Juventus, number two Napoli, number three Inter Milan, and 20th Chievo. even though they, they, this was the team that started off with negative points, still haven't been able to recover, uh, number 19 Friar on set, Sané, and 18th Bologna. Now we're on to the French League One, PSG, LOSC, and Lyon, PSG have this league pretty much wrapped up with the team they have. I can't see anyone really challenging them. And in 20th, Guillaume Gamp, Dion FCO, and Cayenne. And in 17th, sits Monaco, they've got out of the relegation zone, but still haven't got everything figured out yet. And the last league, Bundesliga, Dortmund still sit at the top first, but they're tied with points on Bayern Munich, who have come rallying, rallying back on the... Uh, on the league after a really slow start Dortmund hopefully they do finish out on top to add some competition to this league and third sense Gladback. the bottom three are Nuremberg, Hanover 96 and BFB Stuttgart for the EPL the top scorer the top scorer sorry is Mohamed Salah with 17 goals he is tied with Sergio Aguero the top assist is Eden Hazard with 10 and La Liga top scorer is Messi with 25 goals, and the top assist is Messi as well with 11 assists. In Serie A, the top scorer is Cristiano Ronaldo with 19 goals. He is also the top assister with 8 assists. In the French League 1, Mbappe is the top scorer by 22 goals, and Angel Di Maria has a, has, is tied for a bunch of people with the uh, top assists in the Bundesliga, the top scorer is Luka Holvich with 15 goals for Eintracht Frankfurt. He's had an amazing season. And the top assistor is Jaden Sancho with 10 assists, tied with Joshua Kimmich. Those are your updates for the leagues. So now we're going to get on to the Champions League preview. So, obviously, uh, we got you up to date on all the results and I'm going to give you my predictions for the next one. Ajax versus Real Madrid it is Tuesday the 5th. Uh, and I have Real Madrid winning this 1-0 at home. Dortmund versus Tottenham, I'm going to say Dortmund 2 Tottenham 0. Tottenham go through on aggregate. Porto versus Roma, I'm going to say Roma 1 Porto 0. Roma go, go Ro- Roma go through. PSG Man United, I'm going to say uh Manchester United 2, PSG 1, PSG go through on aggregate. Manchester City versus Schalke, I'm going to say Manchester City 4, Schalke 1, Manchester City go through. Juventus versus Atletico, I'm going to say Juventus 1, Atletico 0. Uh, Atletico go through on aggregate. Bayern versus Liverpool, I'm going to say Liverpool 1, Bayern 1, Liverpool go through on aggregate. And for Barcelona versus Lyon, I have Barcelona 3, Lyon 0. Barcelona go through on aggregate so that is your soccer and MMA weekly update for Jack uh now to Tommy
1: hello JT Media listeners this is Thomas Tate here to bring you the weekly update of the NFL MLB and NBA Welcome to the JT Media Weekly Update Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it so far with Jack soccer and MMA segment. We'll now be moving on to my NFL, MLB, and NBA segment, starting off with the NFL. The first news is a little bit out of the city of brotherly love. The Eagles have decided to not franchise tag quarterback and Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Of course, he led them to the playoffs this year to lose to the Saints, and what led them to the Super Bowl and a Super Bowl win their first in franchise history last year. I'm making my favorite to get him this year, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he's a great fit there, and I think that's where he will go. Next on the list, we have Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner, being charged with soliciting a prostitute in Florida. This is significant just because it kind of continues that dynamic in New England that the Patriots are kind of a shady organization. I don't think it will actually affect them that much, but I could be eating my words here shortly. In Steelers news, Le'Veon Bell will be officially a free agent. Steelers decided to not use another franchise tag to try and trade him or a transition tag. The Le'Veon Bell will finally get to decide where he wants to go. I'm making it my favorite as the Jets. Moving on, we have Antonio Brown likely to be traded as of a couple of days ago. It was uh, three teams that already inquired, and they did not want to trade him to any team in the AFC North or the Patriots. I think he will be traded to the NFC unless one of those four teams, the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, or Patriots, make a very, very, very big offer. Next, speaking of trades out of the Windy City up north, Jordan Howard is supposedly being shopped by the Bears at this week's Combine. As well as John Ross, the fastest 40-runner in NFL history in Cincinnati, is also being shot by the Cincinnati Bengals. And moving on, the NFL Combine started today. Uh, we'll be going over the schedule of how this is going. So Groups 1, 2, and 3. Groups 1 being the place kicker, special teams, offensive linemen. Uh, more offensive linemen for Group 2 and running backs for Group 3 will be there from Tuesday, February 26th to Friday, March 1st. Groups 4, 5, and 6 being the quarterbacks and wide receivers, quarterbacks and wide receivers and tight ends will be there from uh, Wednesday, February 27th to Saturday, March 2nd. Groups 7, 8, and 9, which is two groups of D-line and a linebacker group, will be going there from Thursday, February 28th to Sunday, March 3rd. Groups 10, which are Two groups, 10 and 11, which are both defensive backs, will be there from Friday, March 1st to Monday, March 4th. Of course, the combine is when a lot of rumors about trades, free agency moves, and where the directions of teams are going are made clear. This is a very big week, and we'll look forward to more mock drafts after this to come from us. Moving on to the MLB segment, some big, big, big contracts signed recently. We'll start with Nelson Arenado, the highest average annual value contract of any MLB position player in the league's history. He was given eight years, $260 million with an opt-out after three years. This is huge as it sets the market for Bryce Harper. In addition to the Manny Machado signing, he signed a 10-year contract. $300 $300 million contract with the San Diego Padres that opt-, opt out after 2023. This is the highest contract signed by a free agent in MLB history with Nelson Arenado's contract and Giancarlo Stanton's contract, both being extensions with the team they currently have rights with. This all leads us to Bryce Harper, the biggest free agent in a while in the MLB. According to reports, the Dodgers are the preferred destination, but with the Philadelphia Phillies and San Francisco Giants both offering mega deals similar, if not more, than the Manny Machado deal. They're playing hardball, and uh, I I think I want him to go to the Phillies as a Philadelphia Phillies fan. I have no idea where he'll go. There's too much surrounding it, and I think this story has been too crazy to follow for any real uh, uh, predictions to be made. Moving on to our NBA segment, the LeBron-led Lakers are currently out of the playoffs by three games with a record of 29-31 and 31 with 22 games left. They're three games behind the Spurs in the West. It does not look good currently the way they are playing. I do have hope for them considering there is 22 games left. However, I would not put any money on them going anywhere in the playoffs this year. Next, following the Zion Williamson injury for Duke. The NBA lowered their draft entry age to 18, once again, allowing players to enter right out of high school, as LeBron James and Kobe Bryant did. This is huge, as this will make, could potentially make, this next draft class after the Zion Williamson one a very, very, very stacked class. Moving on, James Harden's 30-point game streak has ended after 32 games. He finished second of all time in this category. This is really, made a really good push for his MVP candidacy. Of course, being in competition with Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks and Paul George of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Moving on, the NBA standings are starting to get a little bit more defined. We'll go through the playoffs and the playoff picture. Currently, the Milwaukee Bucks are top of the East at 41 and 46 and 14. The Raptors are second two games back. The Pacers are third six and a half games back. 76ers are seven and a half games back. Celtics in five, nine and a half games back. The Nets, a big surprise this year. Uh, Sixth with 15, 15 games back. The Pistons at seven with 16 and a half games back. The Hornets at eight, 18 games back. And going into the teams close out of the playoffs, we have the Magic sitting at the nine seed, one game out of the playoffs, and the Heat sitting at the 10 seed, about a game and a half out of the playoffs. I think that the Sixers will start to pick it up towards the end of the year with their all-star caliber starting lineup starting to pick up steam and build some momentum. Uh, I do think that they will make some damage this year as the Celtics are starting to slide. However, I hope that my Sixers do not have to play the Celtics in this year's NBA Finals or NBA, in Conference Finals. Moving on to the Western Conference we have the Golden State Warriors first by a game at 43 and 17 over the Denver Nuggets, who are currently 42 and 18, one game back. The Oklahoma City Thunder in third, five games back. The Trailblazers at four, six games back. The Rockets at five, eight games back. The Jazz at six, nine and a half games back. The Clippers at seven, 10 games back. And the Spurs at uh, eighth, 11 games back. And looking in on the playoffs, you have the uh, Sacramento Kings at nine, uh, a game out of the playoffs. The Timberwolves, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves at 10, uh, three games out of the playoffs. And then the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron, like I said earlier, booking three games out of the playoffs in the 11th seed. Currently, the two worst teams in the or the three worst teams in the NBA by record are the Phoenix Suns at 12 and 50. Then the New York Knicks at 13-48 as there's rumored they're tanking for Zion and are going to try and bring in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, which we will talk about this weekend. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers at 14-47. Thank you for listening to this week's JT Media Weekly Update. I hope you enjoyed it. I've been Thomas Tate. Of course, you listened to Jack Kennedy earlier. We'll talk to you this weekend.